Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're always on rare form, people. How's everyone doing today? Actually, good. Actually, good. I had a nice brisk run this morning, so I'm feeling, you know, feeling good. How's the weather? The weather's good? It- it is 46 chilly degrees, but it felt so good on my skin. And right now I want to peel all my skin off because, you know, I'm just going through, you know, my changes. So, yes, just everybody know that. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's 59 in Florida today. 59 oh degrees. I don't know where it's cold. I mean, but it's sunny. So, you know. It's is good. that the high How for today? You, Lisa? I don't know if it's the high, but it's cold. Mm. <laughs> Lisa, what's going on? What's popping? What's popping over by you, Lisa? It's sunny as hell. I know that much. Um, it's cold because I slept with the windows open. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. And um, I think it's like yeah, it's in the fifties today. I'm not sure exactly what, but it's definitely in the fifties. That's good. So, what do we have for the fans today? I have some good and um, you know open forum questions, but I wanted to ask ladies. This is a two part question. All right, are you ready? Number one. So we're going to start out with what was the conversation, if you can recall or remember, with your parents about exercising your rights? So right now we're in this season of voting in America. Did your parents talk to you guys what that looked like, what that meant? Who wants to begin? You're listening to Unfiltered Liming with BLT. Every week, we will reflect on our journeys on trying to navigate between our parents' traditional culture versus American culture. We are your hosts, Bertide, Lisa, and Terry. No one's talking, so let's get unfiltered. Lisa? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, definitely growing up in the house, I'd have to say my parents were very like, you have to exercise your vote. Okay. Your right to vote. They definitely was pushing that, like, you know, make sure as soon as we were of age, we signed up, registered to vote, and we went out there and voted. Um, Both my parents, too. Um, I will say, though, my dad, you know, growing up, he's always been into politics, Okay. He wanted to get into politics when he was back home in Dominica, but once he started to learn more about it and get into it and see how the ins and out, mm-hmm. he kind of backed away from it a little bit. Um, okay. He said that once he learned that once, you know, you're a good person and you want to do good for people, the odds will always be against you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, in the U S that's like saying what the good guys always finish last. True. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. And then he also mentioned that what he found is that even a good person had a good heart and they mm-hmm. had good intentions. Then the other side of it is they would get corrupted mm-hmm. or they get swayed or they lose focus. That's true. Yeah. And then he felt like as if, okay, well, if you're going to get swayed, right. And you're going to lose focus mm-hmm. or you're going to line your pockets. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, politicians typically have right, that right, right. If you're going to do that, then at least give back to the people. But it's too know? good to be true. Why would I do that? My pockets, you know, like the more you get, what is it? The greed of it, right? The more mm-hmm. you get, the more you like, well, no, I'm, it's like what? I'm not, I'm not pulling somebody. No. Why would I want to do that for? Why would I want to share? Why would you want to pull that up? But then again, as part of the American culture, that's the problem with African-Americans 
typically mm-hmm. it's known that they don't pull each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't bring you along. Well, and then you're it goes preaching back. this morning. Preach. Yeah. Preach. And then it goes back to the whole thing of, hey, if you're going to be corrupt and you're going to do grimy stuff, at least try to do some good. Right. Try to right, do right, that right, right. something. Right. If you can't be 100. Right. Now, let me ask you this, and you don't have to answer it. Did they, it, with the conversation, because I know a lot of times, like, I have my son, right? And we have conversation. And it's funny because, like, me and his dad are divorced. So in their household, they have a conversation. And in my household, I have conversation when it comes to exercising our rights. So or the belief system. So did your parents instill you know, let's be honest and frank. There's Republican Party and Democrat Party, right? Did they sway which direction or did they let you say, okay, this is what we believe, but you make up your own. Does that make sense? Because I mm-hmm. I feel like in the black community, it's like if you are black, they automatically assume you're going to vote Democratic. Democratic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let y'all say it. You know, did you remember them having that conversation with you about, okay, this is what we believe? Or did you just say, okay, <clears throat> just exercise your, your rights as long as you exercise your rights and do what's right for you? I don't remember having a conversation like do your research and see what side of the fence you want to be on. I just remember, and I could be wrong in my memory, Mm -hmm. exercise your right to vote. And Mm -hmm. uh, when you get in the booth, you're going to fill out Mm -hmm. Democrat and that's it. Like, (laughs) I didn't know. I'm supposed to check the other side and see what they're doing. <laughs> My bad. Uh, no, but that's honest conversation. I think that's honest conversation. What you're saying right now, I think it's something that we should all take a look at because it goes back to as being of black color, we automatically assume that, hey, I'm not going to check for that. Why would I want to check for that for? That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's it's weird how when I'm growing up, I feel like if I remember correctly, I feel like the Republican you automatically thought that was white. Correct. I agree. You always thought but then that. I became an adult and found out there's a whole lot of black Republicans and I'm like, Hold up, wait true. a minute, did I miss something? I missed something. And did, But do you also know in history that uh, it was Democratic that used to keep black folks in slavery? So it, oh, it, damn. <laughs> we're not going to touch that one today, folks, but do your research on the, how the Republican and Democrat Party started. It's, it's really weird how all of us and all of us black folks vote for this party, but how it initially started. But Terry Yo, B is dropping bombs this morning. I But that goes back how we get preconditioned to do something. Mm. Because if you don't know and you don't understand where it came from or how it derived, then when you're mm-hmm. there, then you're just doing what everybody else does because they don't know any better. So with that being said, here we are are and now B is coming with this bam bam and I'm like oh wow I, I, I didn't know that now now I feel I'm feeling in all honesty some kind of way I was like you know something I gotta backtrack and I gotta be able to to really get the full understanding of why we're doing what we're doing and what is the reason are we doing it because we're following behind people are we doing it because our parents said so or are we doing mm-hmm. because we actually are thinking and making a conscious decision because this is the right right thing or the right party to vote for mm. okay, um ladies i'll be right back i gotta go take my ballot out the box i'll be right back <laughs> this is Pat, Pat. Lisa is going but terry since you 
how was that conversation with, you know? Well, I had this conversation with my mother and the questions that I asked her, she came through. Usually she'd be like, well, well, you know, I I, I don't know, but she wasn't like that. (laughs) She was, no, and I was, and I was very open. She told me that when she was in Trinidad, my grandmother was very much into politics and mm. she followed it and she did vote. They had this thing called, I want to say, right, I think it's Junior Cadets, where mm. and my mother was part of the Junior Cadets and they that's part of the political party. She didn't go into depth on how she got there and so on and so forth. I wanted to get the what I was looking for. However... She understood that there was a party and she was just part of it, but I don't think she got the full understanding in Trinidad. She knew she was part of the cadets and that was a good thing. And, you know, but when she came to America, she did not start or exercise her right to vote because she was not a citizen. And it Mm. wasn't until she became a citizen, she dabbled, but it wasn't too much. Mm -hmm. At that time... Nixon, I think it was Nixon who was running for president and her and my father were following it on TV, but they never really voted. It is not until she became a uh, union delegate at her job that she really got the gist of what politics is about. I think that opened her eyes because then she Mm -hmm. became more vocal. And once she became a citizen, she made sure that she voted and because she knew exactly the reason why it was important to do so. However, she never said as a child growing up why it was important to do that or why we needed to do that because one, she couldn't instill that because she didn't know herself. It's not until we got older she just kept saying it's important that you vote it's important that you vote but to explain why we need to vote and what it does to us as a people that was never said and I'm getting little bits and pieces of listening to other people on why it is important. This is what I'm trying to instill into my daughter so that she gets a better understanding because we are paving the way for them to make Mm -hmm. sure that it's better for them. So with that being said, I am, like I said, B, you just really, you just opened up a can of, you know, worms. Worms. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, look at, look at documentary, past documentary and like how, you know, back in um the days like you know there's a lot of documentaries on these things but um I have to look I'll look and send it to you guys but how when the writing the constitution and all these things and even afterwards especially a documentary that talks about slavery mm-hmm. especially because it took us black folks a long time to vote uh and our rights and all the things that went with that all the things that they stack against black folks to get them not to mm-hmm. so it's a really interesting but there's a lot of good documentary that explains the whole process and I just thought you know that it was pretty interesting when I heard that but yeah also to follow up too, my dad part of the reason why he decided not to get into politics anymore because that's where his heart initially was mm-hmm. and this started back home in Dominica what did he say he said it's called Mui Pui what does that mean B I don't know if you're you're familiar with that Mui Pui um, basically that's finding dirt on people Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. So that's you go and you find the dirt on people or if you don't find the dirt, you make up dirt about mm-hmm. them. 
So that's what turned him off. That's what they call back home muay pui. And he was like, he's not about that life. But so, you know, go ahead, Terry. Because he felt like he was a good guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And once he realized all the dirt and everything, he's like, no, this is not for me. But it is, you know, something in, in politics, it, it's very, it's a challenge for the, the good people, the people who have good heart and good intention to really do good. When I say do good, in terms of walking the straight and narrow, I'm not saying that the people who have good hearts and good intentions that they're crooked. What I'm saying is that when you try to do right, they're always so much coming at you mm-hmm. to do wrong. Either they digging up something on you, either they they trying to to bribe you. They they always doing they're trying something. to kill you. Yes, talking about bribe. They're killing you yes. and your family. Yeah. They're threatening your family. Like let's be honest. Okay. Like I didn't want to say yes, that. Yes, because yeah. I'm just putting it's unfiltered. Let it's the truth. Yeah, it and I guess truth. back home for him, it didn't get that far. Trying to kill people. Oh, and they did They'll poison you. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. do it on the sly because they'll, they'll, they're like, oh, this person today didn't wake up. They had a, really? They oh, were healthy yeah. yesterday. I saw them. They had nothing wrong with them, but all of a sudden they mm-hmm. dropped dead. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm putting it on blast. But yes. So for me, so I find it very interesting that both of you ladies had families that basically started back home in politics. And the reason why I mention that is because my family is the same. Like when you in Haiti, and I'm speaking from, um, you know, stories that I've heard, not experience, of course, but story from my aunt and other family members. So my great grandfather from my mom's side, they were in military, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, military basically that's politics mm-hmm. in, in back home like i don't know if it is the same in the yes, but when you're in the military it's politics because whoever's in power you have to give your allegiance to that right correct so if you are like so if the next president comes in and you don't give your allegiance to that like basically if i'm in the military under Trump, <laughs> And a new person comes in, like, you know, whoever I'm just using that as an example, mm-hmm. then I would have to basically run because they would come after you. Like this person brings in their new people that are loyal to them in Haiti. That's how like mm. it's set up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is they don't trust. So it, it's like the president brings in his people. He selects. So it's not like how in America it's like there's certain due process, which they sh- there is due process, but it doesn't work that way in Haiti in a sense from what I'm understanding it's like they do basically what they want to do so it's like I'm president I'm bringing my own people I don't care you know what I'm saying I'm bringing my own cabinet I bring in my and, and those people are like basically people that they scratch my back so it doesn't matter whether they want to do good or not they scratch my back so I'm going to scratch them back so I promise them this so they could have that no B I just want to interrupt you for a minute so so if the if my allegiance is to you the president my allegiance is to you right you leave mm-hmm. office now and Lisa come in. Okay. Lisa's coming in with her people that I understand. So me, I can't just say, okay, you know something? Well, then I no longer have a They're job. They're not going to trust you. They're not going to trust you. So I just can't quit. I have to leave. Oh, you that's what you I'm can saying. quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you quit. That's what I'm saying by leaving. You quit. Gotcha. So you don't have you don't stay in your position gotcha. because the thing is those people, I mean, you could try depending on depending on Let's say there are certain rare occasion, um, because like in my family, one of my uncles, I guess, depending on if people know that you're fair, 
you're one of those fair people. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if the new person comes in and everybody around them is like, oh, this person is fair mm-hmm. in how they deal, they might consider keeping you. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like because they don't trust. It's not like here, you know, a chief could be a chief or it doesn't matter who, who's in power. You understand what I'm right. saying? Right. It's not set up that way. It's very corrupt in a sense. It's very dictatorship in a sense. Haiti used to have the thing like presidents could be presidents for a long time up until recently. And every time a president comes in power, they try to do good, right? So they'll build up. And I don't know if you guys know the history of Haiti, but Haiti's been in this turmoil with mm-hmm. power. And mm-hmm. Haiti is one of those countries, like, I'm going to put it on blast. Um, America has been trying to come after Haiti for a long time. A lot of white nations have been come, trying to come, trying to put UK Haiti. too, right? Yeah, because they're, like, independent, the first black independent country. They don't, they want to put it back into slavery under, you know, their own leadership. So there's a lot of turmoil. So the thing is, a lot of times with the politics, you'll see whoever America favors, that person will stay in politics for a while, right? But if they don't favor that president, then they will try their darnest to put like uh, corrupt leaders amongst the people. I mean, some real deep stuff where it causes chaos for the poor in the country. You understand what I'm saying? So it's that whole thing of you could exercise your right to vote, but at the same time, the people just don't believe anymore because the person comes in with, oh, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. And then the minute they get in office, it goes back to this. They take the money. They don't do what they're supposed to do. There's a lot of innocent people that die because I know story from my aunt. She's been around that stuff. My aunt is like 74 and she's worked for government officials back home, um, you know, for lawyers. And she just, her stories is amazing about how you really have to be a person that you said, if you're going to stand for what's right, to know that you're going to die for what's right. It's that's mm. how real it is. You understand what I'm saying? It's not one of those jokes here like, oh, I could say I'm this, but I could go home and be OK over there. It's like if people know that that's what you stand for. And let's say they don't like you or let's say the other political parties is like, oh, this person doesn't like you because they vote for this person. They could actually send people to kill you. Wow. Yeah. And it's like and it's 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 the rights is there, but it's not how the freedom of America is. So people really back home do they follow it, though. I mean, they they know what's going on. They know, you know what I'm saying? Their rights and all. But it's just hard to exercise as we have here. Now, the other thing, Terry, I want to bring up because you made a very good point. A lot of times people look at it as. It should be easy to vote, right? To exercise your vote. But one of the things people don't understand in being from another country is like until you become a U.S. citizen. Correct. You do not have the power to exercise that right. And that's why a lot of them don't say Mm -hmm. anything and they feel that they have no voice. So, um, and they're very quiet about it but mm-hmm. once they be able to get their voice sometimes and you know sometimes they get they do get the power and but they don't use it mm-hmm. they're still in that fear mode um oh well no one is listening to me oh well they're gonna do what they want anyway and we have to get out of that especially again as people of color you know ain't thing gonna change and let me just be real since sun filter oh ain't shit gonna change we still gonna live in the same you know messed up situation and and that 
if we keep with that mindset and that thinking, we're not going to get any further than where we are. We have then to, you're not. We have mm-hmm. to band together as people mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. forward. There is what's the what's the saying? There's something in numbers. There is power in numbers, mm-hmm. and we can't do more than what we are. With one person pulling a bag of bricks, it's harder as opposed to ten mm-hmm. people pulling those right. bag of bricks. It's a little bit easier. So why do we not do that? Why? That that's what well. Well, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this, though. Since you're bringing that up, do you feel, in a sense, that our parents, being that we were born here, right? We follow. Like, do you feel like they know more about politics back home? compared to like how the politics is set up here that they have to learn because think about like us we grew up with these things uh-huh. right with the american politics they grew up with their home politics like my aunt could break it down to you like how the government in haiti works brick by brick but for her even when she got her citizenship here it was hard for her to understand like you know the the three branches of the government and how you know you have these parties and who's this and your state official the electoral vote like so is it more of understanding that you feel i is the I reason think, why i think it's based on per home um, I think my home is probably not the average for the West Indian community because I mean I could be wrong I think and Terry, you could speak to this. I guess for my home, my father was into politics back home. Like, so when he came to the U.S., he made it his business to learn mm-hmm. the politics here because in him, he likes politics. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I feel like it depends on the home. Well, what do you think? Terry? Well, I, I I think that um like for my mother, and I can speak to also my father's side. I really believe that. On his end, he wasn't too much into the politics because they were so poor. And again, the mentality of they're not really going to do anything until they got here. And I think with here, um, they saw that, okay, you know something? I have voice. I'm going to use it. I do have some kind of backing, so to say, that, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's how I... I see it. And again, I could be wrong on my father's side. My mother is, I think once she, once, as I would say, once her business was shrink here and mm-hmm. she got a better understanding, all hell broke loose for her because mm-hmm. she was rallying. My mother's a good, she fights the good fight. I have to say that she was rallying. She was even in the newspaper um, when they were talking about immigrants and stuff like that, you know, cause I have that clipping, mm-hmm. but she's very vocal about it. And she talks about it and passionate about it. I think they're more vocal here in America than back in Trinidad. That's what I feel. Hmm. And then also, too, I forgot to add, my mom actually worked for the prime minister of Dominica. So, yeah, so experience is a little bit different because they both was always around it. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And always wanting to know. Right. Oh, so, yeah. But I, but it is interesting, though, when we talked about the Democrats and the Republican, I think when they got here, it's following suit. OK, the black people, they typically mm-hmm. vote the Democratic Party. So, Lisa, so let me ask you this question, Lisa. So did they break it down and explain to you the importance, pick a party and, you know, what the parties mean and stuff like that home and here? They 
express the importance of voting. Okay. They did not express the Democrat and the Republican Party why you should be one over the other. Why? No, that part, no. It was just, you need to vote. The minute that you are eligible to vote, you're going to go down, you're going to register, you're going to vote, and every year, you're you're in the polls. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, Terry, with your daughter, mm-hmm. right? You said that you're trying to instill in your daughter, you know, the importance of voting. Have you had the conversation with her? And do you break it down, like, as far as let's just not follow suit? Because I feel like if you look at the parties, I feel like people are on in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pick one, but people in the middle, because you may believe a lot of stuff Republicans do, you know, believe or Democrats, like it just depends on your belief. So do you break it down to your daughter that way? Or have you had that conversation? No, actually, you know, something I have not broken it down to her. I think I haven't broken it down to her because me, I am still trying to fully understand um, certain things. To me, I think where I'm foggy is they have these debates and they say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. my whole thing is, okay, if you and Lisa have it, and Lisa say, yes, Terry, you know something? I could get you this house. And you saying, Bertie, no, I could get you a better house. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to elect you, Bertie, because you could get me a better house. Okay, once I elect you and you don't get me the better house. I can't take you out of office. You already there. So now you run an havoc, you know, and I feel like they make these promises and we, we elect them and then they don't do anything for us. And then we left. So I have to, real quick. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're the president. It's harder to take out of office. Right. But the thing about it is your senators, your states, local state officials, yes, ma'am, you could get their butts out. Like there are things that you, I mean, it takes a while, but again, like you said, like how your mom was a fighter and mm-hmm. staying on top of it, it takes it because the thing is your representative, they're here for you. And like you said, a lot of times it goes back to not understanding the rights that we have, right? The mm-hmm. rights of, okay, these people are work for us. So that's why a lot of times during election times, you'll see them say, hey, you know, call your state and local official because we want this law passed. That can happen all year long. You could call your state officials all year long. And if there's something that they said they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're doing, mm-hmm. not doing, but you have to do your research again and understanding exactly. because it goes again, the mentality of what you just said of, oh, I can't take them out, but there is strength and power and numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So there's things that we could do. We just don't know fully where and how to maneuver through the red tape of politics. Mm-hmm. But that's all about, again, like Terry mentioned previously mm-hmm. before, is that we have to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And without the education, you just don't know. And the reality of the situation is growing up, I also too, I thought politics were boring. Mm. You know what I mean? It didn't speak to me. Well, no one was speaking to me. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was any interest. But then once you get older and you start owning things and you start mm-hmm. going to work every day, you start speaking to people, you start really paying attention to how things affect you. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. And I have to say another reason why I think it's great that we're having this conversation in this episode is because I think this particular 
election, I mm-hmm. think everyone's paying attention. Right. Everyone. Because I even find myself now, okay, my ballot came in the mail. I'm actually sitting down and researching every single mm-hmm. person before I make a selection, where in the past, I would have never did that. Right. again, right. it goes back to you just go in, all right, Democrat. Exactly. Blah, 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 but hey, I voted. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm sitting back. Now I'm paying attention to, okay, is this person speaking to me? Mm-hmm. Another thing that I just want to piggyback on what Terry was mentioned too about the American black culture with, which I have a problem with, hope I don't offend anybody, but I have a problem with is that I understand that the racism or the learned behaviors passed down by generations, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's our responsibility, which I see the younger generation underneath us. I see what they're doing is they're really paying attention, doing mm-hmm. their research and voicing their mm-hmm. opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I find is because, again, it's passed down. Mm-hmm. Well, my parents was like they might have been in, in the riots mm-hmm. and, you know, we hate all this one particular race. Blah blah blah. Now I'm asking the questions. Well, why do you mm-hmm. hate the race? Mm-hmm. What about the per- what about the human race? Mm-hmm. Not to get too heavy. I know we said we weren't going to get heavy. Well, you know, but I feel like you need to make an executive decision. Like, and you be the difference. You have to be the difference. Right. You can't keep passing down the same beliefs. The same. No, do your research. Understand why you feel the way that you feel. And then what are you going to do to make the difference? What are you going to do? Because I have to say this. I know my friend is probably going to kill me. One of my homeboys many years ago, many years ago, made a comment to me about, oh, the white people don't want the black people to move out of D.C. And I looked and, you know, me being in Lisa fashion was like, um, I just came in and 295 is open. There's nobody on the road. You want to make a run for it? You can. But why did they? Why did they feel that way? Did you ask yeah. them why they felt what was that the way? Reason? Because they DC was known as Chocolate City, right? Mm-hmm. So they felt like the white people are trying to suppress them and keep them down, so they can't get good jobs or they can't make more money. So they're trying to keep them pre- suppressed in DC, and they can't go nowhere. And I'm like, what? Mm. Um. That's, that's why I had to make that. That's why I had to make the statement. Like, yo, I just got in the house. Uh, Two ninety five is open. You, you wanna? I don't. So the thing about it is, and that's gonna be another topic because I've I I have African American friends, and you know, us being from another culture, that mm-hmm. is one of the also the big debates because we don't see or we don't. How could I say this? And I'm gonna use this example, but it's like if you've been molested. My experience with that, can nobody speak to that, right? Correct. So the thing is, if that, if you had a traumatic experience, the way you may bring up your child because of the way that thing happened to you is not intentionally, but because it happened to you, it's something that's like a scar. You understand what I'm saying? You just automatically, because it happens, you're bringing up this thing the way that your scar is still there. Right. So the thing is, yeah, with a lot of African-American, that was it. Cause Terry made a point too. Like we feel like, uh, you know, a lot of them feel like they're not going to make a change, but there's also facts 
proving the reason why they feel this way because you think about the incarceration you think about like all the things that has happened you think about not trying to be funny the president that we have in office today after we had a black president you think about all the things that you take one step forward and then they look at it and say okay america is supposed to be changed but we went from a black president to this president what, but, so now people, and you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not justified, but I'm just saying people look at that and say, this is the America that, and sometimes they look at it like, well, how can America choose this person? And we're supposed to be an equal. No, we're really, I'm sorry. Listen, no, 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 no. Okay. So ladies. Jerry knows I was about to say something crazy. No, so anyway. Okay. I need for you ladies. We going to hold all of this because there's a lot of yes. energy pumping up here. Okay. Yes. And I'm surprised the big truck ain't come down here yet. I know. However, the big time for the big truck. However. Ever, ladies, um, let us hold back because we have more to come. Definitely part two of this conversation. So but the um, most important thing, though, is to remember at the end of the day, no matter where you fall in the conversation, you have to take accountability, I think, like Lisa said, to exercise your role. So if you don't vote, then you don't you can't say nothing. Yes, you have to vote. That's the exactly. point to all of this. You have to like, vote. You have to still exercise, though we may understand, but you still have to exercise and do your research. Okay. But yes, there will be a part two. So now that we know there's going to be a part two, people, hold tight. Hold tight for the part two because it's coming. It's coming like the big truck. It's coming. Like, let Dude. us know your thoughts, too. You know, this is not all about us. This is on filter. We'd love to hear your comment when you stand. So, ladies, we are going till next time exactly till next time and we are we're out à la prochaine le peuple thank you for joining us this week on unfiltered liming with blt check us out on instagram twitter and join our facebook page at unfiltered liming with blt as always subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh exciting content see you next thursday same time same station unfiltered liming with blt is edited and produced by unfiltered liming with blt